Do you know that from your position, you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shedmo Baji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Thank you for your benevolence. Thank you for your graciousness. Meet every need here. On the bill of grace. Satisfy every desire. On the bill of mercy. Thank you. In Jesus name. Say big amen. Say it as big as God is. Come on, say big amen. amen. Glory to God. Shake hands with at least three people and tell them, you're welcome to special miracle service. In Jesus' name. Please, you may be seated. Are you ready for the word? God's word is God's instrument of encounter. Anyone, anywhere, at any time who desires an encounter from God always receives the word of the Lord. Psalm 107 and verse 20 tells us that he sent his word. He didn't have to be there himself. But he sent his word. And the Bible tells us he healed them. And delivered them from all their destruction. The sent word. There is such a thing as the sent word of God. Meaning the word made for you. A rhema from God for you. You see, the entire Bible, look at it, from Genesis to Revelation, speaks to our lives. Prophetic words speak to our moments. That means at every moment in life, there is a prophetic word that comes to address that moment. And every time God speaks to you, That word defines your season. The word of God is the word from God to define your season. And that word brings you into a new season. Can someone say amen to that? He sent his word, one word, into Jacob. And it lighted upon Israel. One word. And that word today has changed the season of Israel forever. One word from God. You see, may I announce to you that you don't need more than a word from God. One word. (laughs) The voice of his majesty coming to you. One word from God. One word. Let's only say one word. And that one word is coming your way today. If you believe that, say a big amen. 
We deal in words in church. We don't share money in church. We share words. Paul speaking to the elders of the church of Ephesus at Miletus in Acts of the Apostles chapter 20 and verse 32. He said, now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst those who are sanctified. Meaning, when you come to the word of God, your inheritance is a portion to you. Amen? For the Lord is the portion of your inheritance and of your cup. He maintains your lot. And so he comes to you with your inheritance packaged in the sent word. And the very moment that word comes your way, your inheritance is unveiled to you. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. That's how it works. So when you come to church with the mindset to get something else apart from the word, you have missed it all entirely. But I know you have come with the right mindset. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I came for real. Oh, come on, turn to someone and say, neighbor, I came for real. The voice of his majesty is coming my way. The voice of his majesty is coming in my direction. Today is my day. This is my moment. Today is my day. Say amen. Glory to God. Nothing drops from God to his people without desire on the part of his people. Because that is what establishes the potential difference. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Asking is an expression of desire. Seek and you shall find. Seeking is an expression of desire. Knock and the door that you knock shall be opened unto you. Knocking is an expression of desire. Glory to God. And then again, he caps it up this way. He says, what things soever you desire. Mark eleven twenty four. What things soever you desire when you pray, 23, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Did you see that? That means he's saying that whatever you desire when you pray, prayer is not complete without desire. Let's want to say desire. desire. One more time, say it again, say desire. desire. When you come with desire, undoubtedly you will receive from God. God loves it when you covet honestly that which he has provided for you. It's all yours, but you have to covet it. He says to covet honestly the best gift. He says to desire to prophesy. See? It works by desire. It unlocks the door of the treasure of God. Desire. I believe you came with desire. Amen? Did you come with desire? All right. If you came with desire, wave your hand, shout hallelujah. Today, I have been instructed and led by the Holy Spirit to share with you A word sent from God titled, The Word of His Grace. The Word of His Grace. And we're taking our text from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 20, and verse 32. Paul said, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the Word of His Grace. Nothing else could have been better than God and the word of his grace to whom Paul commended the brethren. See, he said, now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, 
which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. I'd like you to understand this morning that God's word is pregnant with grace. Every word spoken by God is loaded with grace. In that same chapter of Acts chapter 20 and verse 24, the Bible tells us that gospel, the gospel of Christ is called the gospel of the grace of God. That means it is the good news that releases the grace of God. It's the good news that unveils the grace of God. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Gospel according to St. John chapter 1. If you start reading from verse 16, it tells us that of the fullness of Jesus Christ, who is the living word, we all have received grace for grace. And then verse 17 tells us that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen to that? And then the caption of this, in 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, the last chapter and the last verse, Paul was praying for the church at Corinth. He says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Grace belongs to Jesus. He is the Lord of grace. Can someone say amen to that? Mm -hmm. And that's why anyone who desires to come into grace must know the Lord Jesus Christ. The knowledge of Jesus, the anointed one, is the knowledge of the grace of God. Can someone say amen to that? Now today, I'm going to be expounding by the help of the Holy Spirit to you the dynamics of the word of his grace. And I have seen that the world of difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is grace. Let's all say grace. The defining and distinguishing feature of the new covenant is grace. That means everyone who is born again and who has come into Jesus Christ, who has not yet come into the understanding or to the understanding of grace, he is shortchanging himself or herself. Because what makes this covenant striking and different from the previous covenant is grace. Let's on say grace. Now, it's clear from scriptures. John chapter 1 and verse 17, I just quoted that scripture. The law was given by Moses, and then it says grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Let's on say grace and truth. Oh, come on, say it again. Say grace and truth. Now, to make the most of the new covenant and the privileges that have come with it, you must understand grace. What grace is and what it stands for. Apart from what it is not and what it does not stand for. Can someone say amen to that? Now let me start by saying that the most bastardized and the most misunderstood concept in scriptures as a doctrine is the subject of grace. We have seen people over time, attempting to double into the subject of grace, seeing it from their own perspective without seeing it from the roundedness of scriptures. For example, some people believe that grace is actually licensed to sin, whereas it is not. I said it is not. It can't be. Why? Ephesians 2 and verse 8, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Meaning, for by grace are you saved, saved from sin, of course, and all its consequences. 
The same grace that saved you from sin and all its consequences can now, cannot now turn around and then begin to minister sin to you. It's not possible. Titus chapter 2 and verse 11. It says, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Teaching us that denying our godliness and every worldly loss, we should live soberly, godly, and righteously in this present world. Amen. Meaning, grace brings us into the understanding of what godliness is. Can someone say amen to that? So, you see, grace is not a license for or to sin. Paul speaking to the church at Rome. He says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He says, certainly not. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Knowing not that as many as are baptized into Christ, are baptized into his death, that as Christ was raised from the dead, we also should live in newness of life. So you see, grace does not minister the consciousness of sin, neither does it give the license to sin. Glory to God. Romans chapter 6 and verse 14. The Bible teaches us, it says, for sin shall no longer have what? Dominion over us. Why? Why? The, the, the reason is there. For ye are not under, we are under what? Grace. So you see, under the influence of grace, sin has no dominion. And so grace couldn't have been a license to sin. Amen. Lift up your right hand and say, I'm free from sin. You see, if you're born again here, it says, there's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Why? For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that came by grace has delivered us, made us free, set us free from the law of sin and death. Glory to God. See? So that misconception is demonic. Grace does not give you liberty to take the word of God for granted. Amen? It's not in grace. That means if you see that happening, that's not grace. Hello? It does not matter how it is packaged or how it is communicated. With sweet tongues and, you know, mouth that is sweet, full of eloquence, it makes no difference. Grace is actually God's cure for sin. It cures sin absolutely. Again, we have seen that people have a miss understanding of the subject of grace in that they feel, well, grace is actually um, an excuse to live an irresponsible life. For some, grace is an opportunity to stay in the zone of mediocrity. All right, you hear people say, well, I am not well-educated, but I thank God for his grace. Yeah, you, have you heard people say that before? All right. Have you heard people say that before? <laughs> they say, well, for me, I don't think I have so much, you know, speaking for me, but thank God for his grace. All right. Um, I go late for lectures, but the grace of God covered me. All right. So somehow, if you're not careful, it seeps into your consciousness that, <laughs> you know, grace actually makes you responsible. But that's not true. That is the, uh, an assassination of the character of grace. It's called defamation of character. It's wrong. Look at the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15. If you start reading from verse 10, look at him. He says, look at, start from verse 9. 
This is beautiful. He says, for I am the least of the apostles that I am not even qualified to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Look at verse 10. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And now he explains it. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. Why? Go on. He says, but I labored. He didn't labor for grace, but he labored with grace. Oh. Grace does not make lazy. Grace empowers. Grace is the power of God. You don't make a case of laziness for grace. It doesn't make lazy. Paul said, but I labored more abundantly than they all. All the apostles put together. Excuse me, this is scriptures here. If it was a lie, the Holy Spirit wouldn't have inspired this. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That means it was the truth. He actually lived, all the apostles put together, Peter, John, James, name them. He labored more abundantly. Let's say more abundant, abundantly. Say it again, say more abundantly. Than they all, yet not I, not I. He says, I didn't do it all by myself in my own strength, but the grace of God which was with me. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Now, this is the testimony of grace. I'm a mother of three, a wife to my husband, a boss at work, a head of ministry in church, a businesswoman. Amen. And I'm strong doing all these things by the grace of God. That's the testimony of grace. Now that you know I'm a mother of three, I can't be the husband of my wife successfully. It's not easy to raise children. You don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying I lean on the grace of God. It's not easy to lean grace. I lean on the grace. And sometimes it's not easy to raise children, but I lean on the grace of God. Ah, ah. What is the correlation? Lift up your right hand and say, I'm blessed. Amen. I am a steward in church, in choir. We hold vigils, and I still make 7 a.m. class on Saturday. Lecture. 7 a.m. I still I see could keep myself together and focus. Let's not say grace. grace. That's the testimony of grace. I'm a lecturer. I'm doing well at my place of work. I'm a mentor. I have nothing less than 350 mentees that I coordinate and I give assignments to regularly. I teach them. Praise God. I'm a pastor. I pastor a very uh, beautiful congregation, nothing less than 1,500. And I also, by the grace of God, as a husband of my wife, I, I also father my children. I have a personal walk with God. Amen. Brethren, I've been able to do all this, not by my own strength, but by the grace of God. That is the testimony of grace. Grace has never had a testimony of failure. Never. 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 When you understand grace, you know that, yeah, it's this thing that enables. Paul said, when I am weak, then I am strong. For his strength is made perfect in my weakness. He said, that's the, that's the testimony of grace. There is somebody here you are contacting grace on a higher level today. 
will look at your schedule and they will open their mouth and say, ah, do you have time to rest? You say, well, I'm not under stress. No, no, I'm, I, I snore when I sleep. It's the grace of God. Not one stress at all. You are managing a multinational. You have extensions all over the world. You are still playing golf. <laughs> I said, that's the grace of God. Amen? Lift up your two hands. From henceforth, the understanding of grace opens up to your spirit. From this day henceforth, your testimony shall be that is God's grace on two legs walking. If you believe that, say a big amen. That's the grace of God. One man, Paul, with his cue, evangelized a whole continent in less than three years by grace. Let's someone say grace. grace. That's how it works. That's how it works. The same way you don't push yourself when you are driving your car. It's not a vroom, vroom. You don't do that. The car carries you. Amen. It's called grace. You are pissing up 120, 140. All right. On the bill of the car's engine. It's grace. It's the car carrying you. You're driving the car. But you see, it's not like you're driving the car in that. You are pushing the car. It's called grace. Let's not say grace. grace. That's how it works. It carries you. He said, when I led them in the wilderness, I bore you on the wings of the eagle. Glory to God. For 40 years, all right, he says he led them out. There was no feeble one amongst them. Strength. Supernatural strength. You should have been yawning at work because you had a vigil of three hours over the night. <gasps> and then your boss is thinking, this guy must go. No. It's called grace. Amen. You fired prayers all through the night, speaking in other tongues. And then in the morning, you took your shower less than five hours. This is not the longevity of time that it takes to take your bath that determines how clean you'll be. All right? People don't get lighter when they take their bath. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? and step out of that place glory to God your place of abode is not the bathroom that's not where your destiny is you step out of that place grace is working for you right there under the shower your brain is working you can see strategies. All right. And then you come out, you towel, and then your points. Breakthrough points, breakthrough ideas. It's called the grace of God. Your brain is working. Hey! Hallelujah! That devil is a liar. 
It's called the grace of God. You wake up in the morning, you are sound. More sound than a stone. It's called the grace of God. Let's all say the grace of God. You run through a troop. You leap over a wall. And then you get back home. It was was as though you took a stroke. The Spirit of God came upon Samson. He picked up the pillars of a whole city. He went up the mountain and dropped it there. And he still came back for lunch. As though he didn't do anything. <laughs> We're talking about the enablement of God here. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. Remember, I don't know how long it took Adam to sleep when God caused him to have a deep sleep. All right? God caused, there's an anointing to sleep. He says, He giveth he give his beloved sleep. sleep. When it comes on you, two hours is like you slept for two days. You stand up and say, ah, hey. It's called the grace of God. And people can tell you actually slept for two hours. You know some people can sleep for eight hours, ten hours, and they wake up, they still feel like sleeping again some more. Lord, you give it your beloved sleep. Thank you, Lord, for sleep. Amen. And then... You wake up so ref- even in the sleep, God still engages your mind. And then he, he says he had a dream at Laws. You remember? Jacob on his way to Laban's house. All right. He was, you see, he didn't use mattress. He used stone as a pillow. Yet he had a dream. I'm talking about grace here. From henceforth, it will be different for you. I said it will be different with you. The next idea that will lead your world is coming to you today. If you believe it, say a big amen. He had a dream and he saw the heavens open. A ladder from heaven reaching onto the earth. God was over the ladder. And the traffic of angels ascending and descending. And God spoke to him with pillow being, I mean, stone being his pillow. You sleep on mattress. Your dream must be sweet. Sweeter than Jacob's. Oh, you didn't hear that. I said sweeter than Jacob's. You see, when grace is let loose, you understand the dynamics of grace and how grace works. All right. You don't have nightmares. You only hear people tell it. With your eyes you will see and what? Behold the reward of the wicked. Praise the Lord. And so it's important for us to understand grace. Can someone say amen to that? Look at Jesus. How can a man finish his entire life assignment within three and a half years? Yet he came in the volume of the book written. He didn't come in the preface of the book. The volume. The complete book. And within three and a half years, it was done. 
They didn't kill him. He gave up the ghost. Three and a half years. After a major crusade, the disciples said, Master, give us two weeks of work. It was a serious crusade. And Jesus would say, we're moving to the next town. And in between movement, exodus from one place to another, all right, he will be on the mount. We say, you guys go, I will join you. And he prayed all night. That's the grace we're talking about. He did not snore all night. He prayed all night. He had a, just finished a major crusade. They were trunking him, pulling his clothes all around. They besought him, please, let's touch the hem of your garment. He was speaking. He was casting out devils. Virtue was coming out of him. Power everywhere. Yet he prayed all night. That's the kind of grace that the Bible talks about. Not the one that people in, in, in grace. I know I snort all night, but I know grace, grace is sufficient for me. No, 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 no. That's not grace. It's something else. Lift up your right hand. Say, I'm enabled. I'm by grace. Can be a married woman, all right. You went to work, and your husband says, Darling, in the evening, hello, how are you? You are still available 100%. And for two weeks, he's not recovered from the encounter, all right. The following morning, you are up. It's the grace of our boy, <laughs> it's called the grace, not complain all the time. From henceforth, you will no longer complain. I remember there was a woman of God. The husband, the man of God, just came back from work, from church assignment, and then he said, woman of God, please, can I get my food? And then she said, well, you know, I've been busy, I've been tired, you know, I'm pregnant and all that. You know what he said? He said, please get me my food. That's the reason God gave you a womb, not me. You see, womb is grace, not disgrace. Every woman is wired to carry your baby by grace. That's why he didn't give it to a man. Someone said, well, but men are stronger. You know, in terms of physical strength, you don't know the strength in a woman yet until you discover it. Womb. Don't tell stories. You have a womb from God. It's a gift. And every gift of God is a container of grace. Don't tell stories. Stop that stories. Stop making excuses. Stand up and take your responsibility in destiny. You have a mandate to fulfill. You were shot as an arrow from heaven to this earth. You can't miss your target. Stop complaining. Stand up. My wife can't be asking me, say, where's money for this? And then I'm making excuses. I don't make excuses. It's coming. It's here. I don't make excuses. I don't, I don't like it. Telling stories for what? I'm not a storyteller. The old creature is waiting for the storytelling of God's children. Manifestation. Let someone say Manifestation. <laughs> Shout it out loud again. Raise your right hand. Say, I am blessed. Say it. Let the three.
three realms of existence hear you. In heaven, let them hear you. On earth, let them hear you. Let them hear you underneath the earth. Lift up your right hand. I am blessed! One more time. If the giant in you had been sleeping before now, it's time to wake up that giant. Shout it out loud. I am blessed. Glory to God. Yeah. Don't make excuses. No, no, no. Tell them I don't make excuses. I get the job done. By grace. By grace. By grace. Speak in tongues for the next five minutes. Fire tongues from your spirit. By grace, I get the job done. I don't make excuses. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. By grace, that devil is a liar. By grace, by grace, by grace. By grace, 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 by grace. Rataka Grace is working for me. Grace is working in me. Grace is working through me. By grace. La katala baraba ya baraba degle de gobregadosha. Esa katala ba kreto kleda gobregadosha. Rataka ba kondele brote kleda kosita. Rekete kleda gobregadosha kalabahaya. Rataka para seketele borosete. Ibrakatola borosete bahoya. Makatala bayara barabada barabada. Grace, 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 grace. He's working in me. Grace is working for me. Grace is working through me. The grace of God is enabling me.
in jesus mighty name we have prayed say amen now place your hand on your belly this way say grace is working in me grace is working through me grace is working for me if you believe that say a big amen the next breaking news will be your own success our world is tired of explanation they are waiting for manifestation in all the industries of the earth they are tired Christians wake up take your place where you belong you belong in the royal family of God you are not a beggar you are not a weakling in Jesus mighty name we're praying now let me quickly give you by the spirit of god more light along this line please you may be seated i want you to be angry with the status quo that's it that's it the path of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter even unto the perfect day according to god's design you're not meant to stay on one stop i mean one spot not making progress Thank you, Lord. I just heard the word of the Lord. He says, the hand of grace is lifting you up. If you're that person, say a bigger amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, hear this. Let me show you what grace is in the actual sense of it. One time I was studying scriptures with a burning desire. Oh God, reveal grace to me. What is it? And then the Lord showed me that grace is actually the embodiment of someone, a person. And that's Jesus. For the law was given by Moses... He says, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So when Jesus appeared, grace and truth appeared. They did not come with him. When he came, all right, because he came, they came. So he himself is the embodiment of grace. And then the Spirit of God began to open my eyes of understanding, giving it light again and again, Along this line. <clears throat> and then I wrote this definition of grace in my book, my study book. I want you to write it down. Grace is all 
Christ has done for us. Don't forget that for. But that's not all. Which is made available to us. Not those prepositions. For. To. And that is meant to work in us for the purpose of working through us by Jesus Christ to the praise and glory of God. That's grace. I'll go over that again. Grace is all Christ has done for us, which is made available to us, that is meant to work in us for the purpose of working through us by Jesus Christ to the praise and glory of God. That is grace. Now, note those five prepositions of grace. For, to, in, through, and by. The understanding of grace begins with the understanding of the first preposition, which is for. Meaning, you have to understand what Jesus Christ has done for you. In that dimension of the understanding of grace, you were not involved. He did it for you. In other words, he did it all by himself for you. For example... 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. It says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes, for, you know that word for, you see for there? For your sakes, he became poor. That he through his poverty might be rich, he said. For, he did that for you. In other words, if you look at your account in Christ Jesus there has been made in there a deposit of wealth. Your account balance is reading wealth. And no matter how much withdrawal you make, it cannot reduce. Four. So you see, you must understand that, that look, you don't have any interaction with poverty. You are, the both of you are two parallel lines that can never meet. The same way the West cannot meet the East. The North can't meet the South. You and poverty can meet. Why? Because you understand that Jesus was made poor for you though he was rich. Yet for your sake, for my sake, he became poor. So you understand. Thank you, Lord, because I am rich. It takes an understanding of, God to make that, of God's word to make that confession. Lift up your two hands. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because, because I am rich. I am rich. <laughs> Someone is say, really? Yeah. Come on, lift up your two hands again. I want you to say it until your mind comes under the influence of that confession. Say it. You don't say, Lord, thank you because I'm trying to get rich. No. Say, thank you, Lord, because I am rich in Christ. Come on, lift up your hands. Say, Father. Father. I thank you. Because, because 
in Christ Jesus, I am rich. If you believe that, shout a big amen. It's four. Did you see that? Come on, I never saw that. You also understand from scriptures in Isaiah 53 and verse 4. He says, surely he had borne our griefs. Not his own, our own. He's carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. For you and sickness and diseases cannot meet. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. It's, it's important. For. And then again, we understand from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. You see that? It says, the one, Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, God made him to be seen for us. For. Did you see for there? Yeah. He made him to be seen for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In him. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. So that disconnects you from guilt, condemnation, inferiority complex, sin consciousness, and sinfulness forever. That's scripture four. How many of us saw that? Uh-huh. And then Ephesians chapter 1, if you start the reading here from verse 19, this is beautiful. I want you to note it very carefully. It says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? which he wrote in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Another translation says, he gave him to be the head over all things for the benefit of the church. For. In other words, he exalted Jesus, the head of the body, and then he attached you by an organic, inseparable union with him so that as exalted as the head, the body can be exalted as well. You don't have your legs on your head. You have your legs in your body. So he says he put all things under his feet. What does that tell you? He put all things under your feet. feet. You are the body of Christ. So he did that for us. Can someone say amen to that? Jesus, having been raised from the dead, he said, all power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. He says, go therefore into the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. Whosoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. Whosoever does not believe shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name. He said, glory to God. Meaning he has conferred all authority upon the body of Christ by virtue of his finished works. 
That devil is a liar. So four. You see, because if you don't understand four, you cannot understand two. Neither can you understand in, and you can't understand through the through dimension, and neither can you understand the by. All right? But very sadly, very sadly, most of the preachers in the body of Christ, they are just dwelling on four alone. Four, 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 four. But that's not all to grace. It's just 25% of grace. In fact, 20% rather. One over five. 20%. But let me say this very categorically and carefully. That that is the foundation of the knowledge of grace. You must know what is working for you. What has been done for you. In other words, it's not going to be done. He's done it already. He's concluded it. He's sealed it. It's available to you. That leads us to the next one. Amen. Look up, everybody. All that has been done for you in Christ Jesus and by Christ Jesus is available to you. Listen very carefully. God didn't do 100% of good things for you and then made 90% available to you. Understand that. All that he did for you, in terms of the good things that is prepared for you, it's called grace, is available to you. 100%. So you know what you have access to. What do you have access to? You have access to all that Jesus Christ has done for you. That's what you have access to. You have access to prosperity. Say amen to that. You have access to healing. Say amen to that. You have access to all authority in heaven and earth. Say amen to that. You have access to insight. Say amen to that. If you want to go to four, four alone, we can do a conference on four. Just four. All right? The whole day. But at least you, you have been inspired. You can go back and search scriptures for yourself. Make sure you read your Bible for yourself at least. For yourself. Amen. And then that brings us to this. Amen. In. Let's all say in. in. Listen. Look up, please. This is very important. Everything that he has done for you, that is available to you, he wants to work it out in you. And that is when grace becomes personal. Your kidneys are personal to you. They are in you. When, when you put food on the table, it's for you. It's been served. It's for you. Until you eat it, it's not in you. It can't give you strength until it's in you. Nobody gets strengthened by the food on the table that is for him. That means you, it brings us to the place of interacting with grace. Are we together? Until that thing... It begins to walk on the inside. <laughs> Glory to God. Look at Philippians chapter 2. We start the reading from verse 12. Quickly. It says, Wherefore, my brethren, as ye have 
always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Why? For it is God which worketh where? In you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That means you, you have to come to the knowledge of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that is for you and available to you. That's where meditation comes in. You engage the ministry of the Holy Ghost on the inside as you churn the word. The Bible says the churning of milk produces butter. He says, honey and butter shall he eat. That he may know to choose the good and refuse the evil. Butter. You chew, you chew the word. You sit down with this. This thing that is for me must enter in. The same way, you see, I, I saw someone eating one time. I was encouraged. <laughs> he sat down. The seriousness was out of this world. He looked at the food and said, you, I, I will deal with you today. <laughs> he was so serious. That's our approach. That should be our approach to the word of God. Are we together? That which is for you must work in you. How does that happen? Revelation knowledge. You see, let me tell you something. All right? It does not matter how many things that is provided for you in scriptures until you come to the revelation knowledge of it. It can't work in you. That was why Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. He said, I also, after I heard of your faith and love towards all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding may be enlightened that you may know the hope of your calling. Why did he call you? To what hope? He says, Christ in us, what? The hope of glory. And then again, he shows us here. He says, God has called us to glory and virtue. That's the hope. Glory, not shame. He says, I want you to know it. Paul was zealous for them. He was hungry. He said, I want you to come to know these things that is for you. It's for you. He did it for you. I want you to know it by revelation. Because when you know it by revelation, he starts working in you. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. You remember First John chapter 4 and verse 4. He says, little children, you are of God and you have overcome them. All of them put together. Why? For greater is he that is in you. In, if it's in you, it's yours. Permanently. As far as your eyes can see. He said, I've given it to you. When you see it, it starts working in you. When you see it and you cry, ah, I've caught it! I've found it! Glory to God! And then you see, your life starts climbing up because you have found the truth. Jeremiah said, I was searching for your word. Jeremiah 15, 16. Thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy words were the joy and the rejoicing of my heart, for I'm called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. I found your words. I ate it. And then it came into me. Grace started working in me. Someone says, well, Jesus died for us, all, and then poverty is canceled. Why are Christians still poor, naturally speaking? All right? Very few of us know it on the inside. Very few. 
amongst those who have come to know it, amen, that category, if you are here, you have not come to know that by revelation on the inside, you are joining that group of the knowers in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, say a big amen. amen. Grace works in you when you come to know. It's not they told me. They said something. Not they said. I know. And I'm persuaded. Look at Abraham. Alright? The Bible says, and Abraham being fully persuaded, he knew that God was also able to perform what he had promised. And so it was imputed unto him for what? Righteousness. Man, he knew this thing. And let me tell you something. In church, we can't give you everything. We just inspire you to go and know. That's the truth. If you don't read your Bible yourself, Lord have mercy on you. You see, the Bible, where's the Bible? The Bible here, amen? It's not all about Peter or John. Amen? Jesus came in the volume of the book. Your destiny is in this book. Your life assignment, everything you came for. The reason you are that short or this short or tall is in this book. Your destiny is here. So if you are not opening this book, all right, you need to be encouraged to open this book. Open it and cry out to God. Would thou not cry out, oh God, thou art the guide of my youth? Cry out to him. Guide me in this book. By the Holy Spirit, I long for knowledge, revelation knowledge. I'm hungry. As the heart pants after the water broke. He wake up in the morning. It must show. Not that you wake up in the morning and the Lord is my shepherd. Shepherd. I shall not want. Father, I give you thanks this morning. <laughs> you must be joking. I said, you must, be, you must settle down with this book. Your destiny is here. One time I was studying the book of Psalm 22. And I was studying. I started from Psalm 1. I was studying and studying. The Lord said to me one morning, study the book of Psalm. I was a core member in Cross River State, Obubra camp. Amen. He said, study the book of Psalm. And so I was studying Psalm 1, Psalm 2, Psalm 3. And then I got to Psalm 22. And then he said, oh. A seed shall serve him, and it shall be accounted unto the Lord for a generation. They shall come and declare his righteousness to a people that shall be born that he has done this. And then light broke forth. <laughs> I have called you to teach and preach with all simplicity, new creation realities in Christ Jesus, stressing emphatically the integrity of God's word. That was when my life assignment began. I stood up. I told my wife, this is what we are doing. Your destiny is in the book. Stop asking the wrong people the right question. Did you hear me? Stop asking the wrong people the right questions. Open the book. Tap your neighbor, say, open the book. Slap someone, high five, say, open the book. Oh, come on, do it very well. Say, open the book. Loud, louder, louder. Say, open the book. Louder, louder, louder. Say, open the book. Amen. Daniel said, I understood my books. Open the book. 
How many of us know every chemist has a destiny from God to fulfill? Every pharmacist, every engineer, every architect. All right? Architecture is your profession. It's not your destiny. And so no man can understand his destiny by going to school. You only understand your destiny by reading the book. You read the book. Can someone say amen to that? Yeah. I studied building. But my destiny is not building. (laughs) You all know now. (laughs) Glory to God. What you learned in school is not your destiny. It could be a pointer to it, but that's not your destiny. You see your destiny in the book. Are we together? So meditate. In meditation, you see grace working in you. You see it. I'm telling you, your eyes of understanding will see grace. You will see prosperity. When I caught prosperity on the inside, I knew it. I said I knew it. It's just like swallowing bone and not know it. I mean a very big one. (laughs) Boy, I knew it. I saw the thing working. I knew it. I knew it. I told my wife, hey, let's start sewing now. I found this thing. Amen. I have found it. He says, my son. Proverbs 4 verse 20. Remember that scripture? Attend to my words. Incline your ears to my saints. Do not let them depart from thine eyes. Keep them where? In the mist. Huh? You keep them. That's your destiny. That's your life. Don't let the devil touch it. Keep them in the midst of thine heart for their life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. When you find God's word, it becomes life to you. You must find it. You remember Jesus just had the spirit of God come upon him at Jordan and then the spirit drove him into the wilderness and he was there without food 40 days, 40 nights. The devil came, tempted him and then he defeated the devil by the word of God. It is written and then he came into the synagogue. The book of Isaiah was given unto him by the lay reader. He opened it and he found a place where it was written. You must find it. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And then he read on and closed the book. He said, I have found it. Thank you. And then he began to speak. The Bible says the eyes of everyone in that synagogue were fastened on him and they were amazed at the gracious words coming out of his mouth. He was fulfilling scriptures. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore God has blessed thee forever. Let's find it. Because see, there comes a time in the life of a man that there's a craving on the inside for significance. It's this desire that ah, life is more than this. I will eat breakfast tomorrow. If I'm not fasting, I will eat lunch and then dinner. Will I continue eating that? We're just eating. All right? Because that's the level of animals. They eat. You are not the only eater. But you see, there's something about man you found your purpose in life. 
Boy. It's like an engine walking on the inside. You're on fire. You wake up in the morning, you're ready to take the whole world. Not like, um, what is life? You see people saying foolish parables. What are we all doing here? The best place to be is to be with your creator. The man is confused. Paul said, I'm in between two. <laughs> Either to be with the Lord or be in the body to strengthen you guys. So I finished my own assignment. I'm doing extra time. <laughs> but I want to help you guys. Just want to help you. I love that. A time comes, and now is that time, when you will say, with your mouth open, with boldness, I have found God's plan for me. If you believe that, say a big amen. Amen. Nothing drives like purpose. Nothing intoxicates like the plan of God. When you find it, you're on fire. You don't need encouragement anymore. I'm telling you the truth. When you find God's purpose, no, no, you don't need encouragement. Nobody had to call Paul and say, purpose. Agabus took the girdle of Paul, tied himself, his hands. He said, thus said the Lord, signified by his way, thus said the Lord, this man, the owner of this girdle, shall be punished in Jerusalem. You shall be tied and not. Paul said, the brethren started crying. He said, you better stop this thing you are doing. What, is, what are you saying? Is it death that should eat? If they kill me there, I will die. There's no problem. When you come to a point that death is no longer the issue, but impact and significance, you have found purpose. Because for some people, it's death. They say, ha, when will I die? Hey, may I die well? Oh. <laughs> Lift up your hands. Say, I live. I say, say, I live. By the grace of God. Fulfilling my God-given purpose. If you believe that, say a big amen. God sent me to you this morning to fire you up. To understand what has been packaged for you in God's grace. Grace is loaded, waiting for you to unwrap it. Grace is calling on you. Hey, children, come. I have more than enough. Come and buy bread. Eat milk and honey without any price. You don't have to pay for it. It's been done. Find it and locate it. Let those who thirst, let them come to the rivers. Jesus looked at everyone on that last day, the great day of the feast. And he stood and cried out with a loud voice. Does any man thirst? Let him come unto me. And drink. He that believeth on me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. He said, that's grace. He said, discover it is in me. When you put your confidence in me, as a result of that discovery, it flows in your life. It flows. Grace. 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 You can't take home an animal you have not killed in the bush. Hunters bring home, they take home kills. Not animals running in the bush. It is until you capture that revelation that it becomes yours.
Little wonder he said, I commend you to God and to the word of his, which is able to, and what? Give you, give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. Say amen to that. That's grace at work in you. Now, I can say this boldly. If you found it and it's working in you, you can distribute it. That's it. You can impart whatever is working in you. Why do people go to the toilet? Because they eat regularly. You see, there was a beloved one who was fasting for seven days. No food, no nothing. All right, even urine didn't come out. Because the body was saying, ah, I can't let out water. I need, I need, ah, what is happening? This guy is not putting in anything. So the body was so stingy and said, we won't let anything go out. No toileting, no urine, no nothing. Nothing went out because nothing went in. If it goes in, it can come out. Did you hear that? Uh, if it goes in, when you catch this thing in your closet, <laughs> you impart it with grace. And then people wonder, what manner of man is this? Even the wind respects him. What manner of man is this? He has caught grace in his closet. He, look at when he prays, Father, I thank you. Jesus, knowing that all power, authority had been given unto him. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it. He said, Father, glorify thy son. I've glorified you on earth. I've finished your assignment that you gave me to do. Amen? I said amen. amen. And then it begins to manifest. Jesus said, you remember Mark 16, 15, going to all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Whosoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. Whosoever does not believe shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall lay hands. Them that believe, they have found it. Faith in Jesus. They shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. It's not that they will be rubbing the heads of the sick. All right? They don't transmit feeling. They transmit grace. They have found it. You have found it. It's burning in you like fire. Amen. He's burning in you like fire. Jeremiah ate the word and he could not keep quiet. He was burning in him. <laughs> shut, shut up in his bones. He was crying out. He couldn't, he couldn't help but prophesy. He talked, he talked the word. The word was burning in his bones. He says, your word, is it not like fire? Of course, that burns. Is your word not like the hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? You can't catch the word and keep quiet. You want to talk. Glory to God. This SMS is miracle on three levels. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. I mean, somebody is leaving this place. You are catching something that will last forever with you. If you believe it, say a big amen. You are catching something that your children will walk into. Your children's children will walk into. Your children's children's children will walk into. If you believe that, say a big amen. amen. This is the mountain of encounters. We have come unto Mount Zion. 
the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. We have come to an innumerable company of angels. We have come to the general assembly, to the church of the firstborn which are written in heaven. We have come to the God, the judge of all. We've come to the spirits of just men made perfect. We've come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. We have come to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Eve. We have come. It's not that we are coming. We have come. Did you hear that? So open your hand. You have come. We are not coming. We have come. We have come for an encounter. We have come to receive of God. We have come to the fountain of grace. We have come. The word of God is catching fire in someone right now. It's been ignited in you right now. If you believe it, say a big amen. If you believe it, say a big amen. Shout hallelujah. Glory to God. And then grace begins to work through you. Listen, you remember Ephesians 4 and verse 29? He says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good toward, to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. That means you have romanced grace. You have been impacted by grace. In your closet, feeding on the word. Looking at the things that have been finished, concluded concerning you. Now it's working in you. And now you're speaking it out. You talk and things are happening. Jesus never struggled. He looked at the man whose hand was withered. He said, stretch for thine hand. The man who was deaf and dumb, who could not speak, who could not hear. <laughs> Spat in his hand, touched his ear. Elfata, be opened. He was communicating grace. Because he had interacted with grace. May I announce to you that you can't give what you don't have. What you have not caught on the inside, you can't deliver it to other people. You can't. But when you catch it, it flows. This is a mountain of encounters. All right? God is here. I can tell you on campus, the places where I prayed, meditation on God's word, and I caught something. Oh, when I go to those places again, all right, or just like when Jacob returned to Bethel, God told him, go back to Bethel, the place of encounter. When I get to those places again, on the way you campus there, the power of God surges up from the inside. Tah! I said, this is it. I caught something here. There was a day I was praying at a particular place, romancing scriptures. You just, you know, roll it forward. You roll it backward. You roll it forward. You roll it backward until you, you see God tell you something. Not, you know, comparing scriptures with scriptures with common sense. Not common sense revelation. Revelation given by the Holy Ghost. Rolling it forth, rolling it back. It's just like you're baking bread. The door is there. I was running, and then the fire burst forth from the word of God on the inside. I caught raw power. That was the first time I caught power burning in my palms from within me. I know what I'm talking about. When I lift my hand and say, take it. 
I went to fellowship. <laughs> they said, I should come and lead prayers. I said, these guys are in for something today. I've got something. So I stood, I said, brethren, the power of God is real. Uh, it felt like, where did he get his boldness from? And then I gave one word of knowledge, another word of knowledge. I lifted up my hands, and everybody was on the floor. Everybody. I was not a pastor then. <laughs> pastor. <laughs> the president said, ah, what is happening here? Everybody. His legs were shaking. Everybody. I caught something. You can talk Moses out of the encounter of the burning bush. He said, oh, King Agrippa, we can't be disobedient. I cannot be disobedient to the heavenly vision. At noonday, brighter than the sun. I'm not confused. I saw something. Little wonder, he was a dangerous man everywhere he went. Paul was on fire. He, he caught something. Revelation does not leave you the same. Information may feed your head. Revelation feeds your spirit. When you catch that revelation, you swell on the inside. You see, increase. Boom. Since then, it's been like that with me. Since then. Someone said, when you lay hands on people, why did they fall? I caught something. There was a lady then who said, I can't fall under the power. I can't fall. I said, you don't have to fall. You'll be carried. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not falling. That you're falling. No, you'll be carried. The power of God will carry you. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're praying. I said, now I won't lay hands on you. I lifted up my hand. All right, the Holy Ghost lifted her. On the floor. So somebody's pushing me. The friend, I, I told her to bring her friends. I said, There's nobody pushing you anywhere. The friend said, Nobody's pushing you. He said, No, somebody's carrying me. No, 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 they should leave me. Somebody's trying to push me. <laughs> Amen. But I caught it on the mountain of the Lord. I caught it. I said, I caught it. Glory to God. When I began to teach one time, I was having my quiet time. And then as I was worshiping God, I saw in the spirit the mantle of God coming in my direction. And then he settled on my spirit. He said, have I not said to you to teach? When I started ministering to the sick, all right, I was in my closet worshiping God, praying, studying the word of God. He said, the healing virtue is on you. Minister healing to the sick. And I did it for some time, and then I stopped again. He said, he came again. Have I not told you to minister healing to the sick? When you catch it, you've caught it. Hallelujah. Then you can communicate it. Now let me end with this. Bye. And this is very important. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 9. Quickly. And then we'll pray. The floor is ready. Encounters are here for you. God is, you see, this is the time, the time, the night is fast spent. The night is fast spent. It's morning. The true light is shining now. The days are gone. 
that you'll be telling stories all around. It's time to stand and manifest. In the industry, in your career, in ministry, everywhere you stand, you stand with results. You stand with answers. Answers. Not questions. Answers. Answers. E kalabondi haka sobrahaya. Katoma hadihaya. Answers. You are solving problems, dissolving doubts, breaking down hard sentences. We come with answers in every sphere of life. As a student, you come with answers. Hey! And people look at you and say, yes. Those Christians, those people, they have the answer. Let's go to them. He says, ten men shall hold on to the skirt of him who is a Jew. We have found that the Lord is with you. Hey. We are in that day. This is the suspension. This is the hour. Where you walk, maybe there are challenges and problems there. And as you are in your closet romancing the world, God is instructing you. This is how to solve that problem. Ideas are coming. I mean, that's grace. Come on. Speak in other tongues. It's a mountain of encounter. Focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Put your gaze on him. Things are happening here. There's light in your spirit. 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 Light in your career. Light in ministry. Light for destiny. in the Bakosi Katalaba, pray in other tongues. Light is breaking forth. Light is breaking forth. We are the light of the world. A city that is set upon the hill that cannot be hidden. We are the salt of the earth. Pray in other tongues. Pray in other tongues.
encounters on this mountain. God is faithful. His presence is here. His glory is here. Light, 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 light to turn Nigeria around. Light to change our country. Light, light, light to help people. Light. Ranso pariata lekeborote kabaha iborokata labo shetele borote makato ketele bregedegedegedo shatalabaha emanta kote keboroto kledo bregedegedegedo Pray in other tongues. Pray in other tongues. The Holy Spirit is here. Receive encounters. Receive encounters. Receive encounters. Receive encounters. This is the mountain of the Lord. This is the mountain of the Lord. This is the mountain of the Lord. We have come unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God. This is the house of the Lord. This is the mountain of the Lord. Jesus is here. Jesus is in this place. The Holy Spirit is working in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray with your spirit open. Pray with hunger. Pray with desire. Interact with grace. 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 As you pray in other tongues. The spirit of grace is within you. The spirit of grace is within you. Encounters on this mountain. 
Gaburose, Gaburose, Ibrado Barate, Ibrado Barate, La Cabra Shatalabaha, Emarotoki Gada, Makotobarose Kete, Ilabarabalabarabalabarabala Ketelebrotosa. Ha ha mako dihabarash le kaparosita light is breaking forth you see the next level you see the next level you know what to do you know what to do you know where to go you know who to call you know what to do concerning that company you know the decision to make light is breaking forth Lamaro parika toboro telebo shate adebo kumbiha makede bahaka makede bahaka makede bahaka makede bahaka iloboro sata yabaha ibrodo koto namundi klaba kushita labrabedehe kumbrodi klede kaprati kaboros grante keparuta klede poro ibrata klanamantu bregede gledosha. Ha 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 Nana manto ho 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 Ibradabarabati ha ha Ibradabarabati ha ha Ibradabarabati ha 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 Ti ha 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 Ti ha 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 Herabate ke bahota, lamanomanantika, labosete, okrudaba kotele barate, haya katalaba labaramose. Oh, salabahaha. Oh, ha. Oh, irabada bahaha, irabada bahaha, esonda loborosete. Oh, rasoki manamando loborote. Oh, sakati labarota, imandoro bakaro barabakata labaha. Oh, sekepura barabara barabara baraba. Imoropa kikundumutu baha. La Jojo Balika, La Jojo Balika, I prosaketo lo bregedegregedosa. Yes, Lord. Nakatiha parasate, nakatalabaha, 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 isoto lo brodiyabarasha, makato prekesoto bregedegregedosa. Light, 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 light. Ah, ah, haraba ha 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 ha, ah, ilaba kumbri dia laba ha, ah, la soprokite kleda kofre gede gede gedeus, oruba katala barote kede gede 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 gedeus, 
Rasote Matabaha 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 Oh God, Lanamandi Hakomro Tekitoho Inamanantu Akibohoni Hamaha Imonto Hobaha Inanamandi Kata Lamosha Tehibaha Nokondi Habarasa Lakodabaramanandi Kata is Soto Prokitele Bragidaha. Light. 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 From heaven. From heaven. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Light. Light. Oh God. Light. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Oh, God, 
and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Father. As it pleased you before the foundation of the world to prepare these things for us so we might walk in them. Let it please you now to download them into our spirits. Let every man in this place or connected by the internet begin to walk in the fullness of the revelation of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. It's a new level. I said it's a new level for you. That next mega corporation that will be the talk of the whole world is coming out of your spirit now. The solution to HIV AIDS is coming out of your spirit now. next global evangelistic ministry is coming out of your spirit now. Receive light. I said receive light. I said receive light in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a shout of praise. We know you've been blessed by this message. For further information and details on how to be a partner, please contact Shagol Badger Teaching Ministries on plus 234-7066-453122 or plus 234 Stay blessed.